everybody and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. I have another Skype call today. So I am here with Gracie Calvanesso and Gracie, I'll let you kind of say hi, introduce yourself, a little about yourself. Hey, I'm Gracie Calvanesso. Um, I am a singer, songwriter, and vocal coach and yoga instructor. I just got my certification <laughs> and I live in Nashville, Tennessee and I moved here a year ago. It'll be a year next week, which is crazy. Awesome. And so Gracie's twin sister, Annie, was on an earlier episode. Um, So if their voices sound similar, that's why. (laughs) Um, And like I said in Annie's episode, I have known these girls since they were toddlers, probably babies, um, Mm -hmm. because our families grew up together going to the same church and all of that. So it's really exciting for me to be able to interview you ladies now that you're young adults and just to see where your life has gone. So I'm excited to talk to you today. Oh, thank you so much. This is such an honor to do, and it's it's so cool to see all the cool things that you've been doing, so thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. So, Gracie, what exactly did you want to shine a light on? So, I want to talk about uh, stepping outside your comfort zone to live your dream life. So, really just going for your dreams and not letting anything hold you back. Awesome. And why is this important to you? Because I think that so many people just live, they just live to die. I mean, as as bad as it sounds, um, so many people are afraid to just go for their dreams, and I want to encourage people to follow their dreams, whatever their passion is. I want to inspire them to do that. Yeah, so your dream was to move to Nashville, and you mentioned you've been there almost a year. So that's that's really what we're going to talk about, kind of how you got there. So before we get to that point, um, let's talk a little bit about life before Nashville. So you grew up in Metro Detroit. You obviously you have a twin sister we mentioned, and you have a big family. Um, so mm-hmm. we don't have to get too much into like your childhood and all of that, but let's talk about what direction you took after high school. So after high school, what happened next for you? Yeah, for sure. So I just was not ready to go away to college. Um, so my twin sister, Annie, who was on one of the podcasts before, Um, She and I ended up splitting up for college, which was really hard for the two of us, Um, but I think it was so necessary for us to develop on our own and to grow on our own, and we've really grown into ourselves just being separate, Um, but I chose to go to Oakland University. I started in vocal performance, so I kind of was going like the opera route. I I wanted to be an opera singer, and I was on that career path, and then one day I was just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, I'm not passionate about it at all. I don't even like singing in other languages. I didn't know why I was doing it. And then I kind of realized I was chasing Annie's dream. And I was, I had to go through so much to figure out what it was that I really wanted. And I ended up changing my major to a BA in music. So just a Bachelor of Arts in Music. Uh, it's just a general music degree. And I kind of did my own thing. So I started taking composition lessons in school with this amazing taper. His name's Terry Harold. Shout out to Terry for listening to this. And I switched over to a vocal instructor um, who taught primarily theater. And her name's Stephanie Michael. Shout out to Stephanie. And they helped me so much to really just grow into myself and realize what I wanted to do, which, which was really sing more contemporary music and do songwriting. So I was kind of the only person at Oakland University doing that. I kind of made my own um, made my own degree almost, and everyone would get up to sing in master class, which is this this class where everyone sings what they're working on in voice lessons, and everybody else would sing opera arias, and then I would get up and sing like a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was the best thing ever, and I'm, I'm so happy that I did that. And I did a concert um, at the end of my junior year where I performed um, some original songs that I wrote. 
um, for piano and violin and voice, and it was just so much fun, and I'm so happy that I that I decided to just follow my heart. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I want to go back to one second to that you and Annie separated. So that was probably yeah. the first time that you guys were, I mean, obviously, because you lived together throughout throughout your childhood and high school. So did you guys talk openly about the decision that, like, you weren't going to be together? I'm just curious what that was like a little bit. It's actually so funny because Annie wanted to go to U of M so badly. Like, it was her dream and her passion to go to U of M. And she was trying to, like, pull me along with her. And I was like, Annie, I don't fit in at U of M. Like, I was never, I mean, I've. I got good grades in school and high school, but I was never, like, a super school kind of person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Annie totally is. Like, she's really good at school. She got, like, a 4.0 GPA, straight A's, and that just wasn't me. And so, like, she tried to get me to go to U of M with her, and I I didn't want to. And I also didn't get into U of M. (laughs) Um, But but I wanted to go to OU. I wanted to just stay home and be with my family and um, it ended up being a really great thing for us because we had the chance to kind of learn and grow on our own without each other and grow into ourselves because when you're a twin, you're grouped together all the time and it's the most annoying thing ever <laughs> because people just assume that we're the same and, and similar. We are similar, but we're completely different at the same time. You know, we have our different, um, our different passions and things we aspire to do and, um, so many things are different about us, and I think it was the best decision ever for us to go to different colleges. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think I mentioned this in Annie's episode too, but I think the two of you were kind of known as like the twins who sing really well. So I imagine <laughs> that it was probably a, kind of nice to get a little bit of a break from having that label on you. Oh yeah, totally. And we used to sing together all the time. Actually, we I kind of miss that, and we'll probably sing together in the future, but. Even now, we're going our separate separate paths, and I think it was great for us to really grow into ourselves. Okay. So besides um, the music part of college, so you mentioned that you were living at home, so you're living with your parents still then, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you wanted to say about kind of your college experience because you were home and now you're several states away? So I'm just curious kind of what that experience was like for you being home. Yeah. Um, well, just living home, it was different, you know? like I. I couldn't, I kind of didn't feel as free. Um, and moving to Nashville, I feel free. Like I can be where I want to be. And, you know, I, I grew up in and lived in the same area for most mm-hmm. of my life. And I feel like everybody kind of knew me and had like a preconceived um, idea of who I was. And I couldn't really grow out of who people thought I was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Even going to the local college, I kind of felt like I had to be in this little bubble. Right. And, um, you know, it was difficult. Like my mom wanted me to, um, we, we grew up in a Catholic, I went to Catholic school and she, um, she wanted me to marry a nice Catholic boy. So (laughs) of course I get in this relationship and I want to get married and we're so in love and super happy. And, um, when we broke up, it was so hard for me. And that kind of resorted to me going out and partying and, you know, screaming over loud music in loud bars. (laughs) And, uh, I ended up damaging my vocal cords by doing that, and I ended up having to have vocal cord surgery from just speaking improperly and screaming. When was when was the vocal cord surgery? Uh, that was, let me think, it was my junior year, so December, let me think, I think it was 2016. Okay, yeah, December so just, 2016. just as you were kind of finding your voice in music, this is when this kind of happened? 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must have been yeah. hard. So how was how was that surgery? How I don't know. I don't know anything about vocal cord surgery. So so was it a oh long recovery? Was it, how was that for you? It was rough, actually. So when I decided to have the surgery, I'm pretty sure that was that was before I decided to switch my major. Okay. So I thought I was going to be an opera singer. So when you're singing opera, your vocal cords can't have any sort of um, calluses on them. And that's essentially what it was, was just like a little callus on my vocal cords. Um, so it was a traumatic thing for me, honestly. And it's just this tiny little callus on your vocal cords. Um, but I had to go through surgery and vocal therapy and uh, I couldn't talk for three months, oh my gosh. which is really hard for me. Well, yeah, especially in college. Uh, was there a risk that you wouldn't be able to sing anymore? Kind of. There was a small risk, but I, um, I, am, I prepared really well, and I went to the best, um, the best ENT in Michigan okay. to, to make sure that my surgery would be successful. Okay. Okay, so then it was after your vocal cord surgery that you kind of switched majors and, and your music style. Yeah, and that, that vocal cord surgery was a huge growth period for me, honestly. Like, after, when I couldn't speak, that was when I, I went vegan, so I'm vegan now and super passionate about it. And it's also when I uh, decided to move to Nashville. Like, it was when I was, I kind of went through this whole conversion, almost, and during that time that I couldn't speak, I really had to reflect inward mm -hmm. and it, it made me reflect on my life and just what I was doing. And yeah, that's when I decided that I wanted to switch my major and when I went vegan and when I decided that I would move to Nashville. Wow. Did you visit Nashville at that time? I'm just curious why Nashville? Yeah. So I actually visited for the first time when I was 20, uh, with my friend Stephanie. So let's see at the time my vocal cord surgery, I was 21. So I had visited the summer before. So I okay. visited in August 2015. My surgery was in December 2016. Um, and I visited in August 2015 just because I was living at home and I was kind of bored over the summer and I needed something to do. And I honestly had always thought that I would end up moving to LA. Um, I didn't really know anything about Nashville. I was like, oh, Nashville, it's all people in cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know anything about it, but um, my friend and I were we're thinking of going to LA and the flights were too expensive. So that's how we ended up in Nashville as weird as that is. I was like, where else can we go? That's, that's a good place for musicians. And, and my sister Rosalind was like, Oh, you should go to Nashville. So we visited Nashville and I kid you not, the second we stepped out of that Uber, I fell in love with the city. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite places it. too. I don't think you know this about me, but I also considered moving there for quite a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I probably visited around the same oh, age you did, I think. Um, and I have, a well, I, you might know this, but I have a friend who was on American Idol. She was on an episode, Melinda Doolittle, and she lives in Nashville. And so we all were down there to see a show of hers. And I also fell in love with that city. I, I can't sing, but I'm a fan of music. <laughs> and just the, <laughs> the amount of music that is in that city is incredible. Like no matter where you go, yeah. somebody is singing. And it's not all country music, like you mentioned. Like I think that's kind of what people think it is, but it's not. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's everything here. I mean, um, one of my best friends here does pop music and she's really great at, she's a really great pop, um, singer songwriter. So yeah, there's definitely a platform for all of that here. Yeah. So you visited Nashville, you fell in love with it, but then, um, you went back home for a while cause you were still in school. So once you graduated from Oakland, what happened next? 
Okay, yeah. So I was still in school, um, and at that at that point, it was just kind of a seed was planted. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. I wasn't seriously thinking about it, but I I kind of had this gut feeling like I need to come back here. So I visited Nashville. I think five more times before I ended up moving. Just every chance that I got, I I visited. Um, and I actually randomly ended up getting offered a teaching position, um, to teach at the school that I went to when I was, uh, in K through eight. And so I taught there for three years. Um, so two years, my junior and senior year of college, and then for a year after I graduated. And it wasn't really until I was out of college, um, where I was actively pursuing moving to Nashville. So, um, yeah, so I, I've worked as a teacher for three years, and I, I taught voice lessons, and actually the vocal cord surgery helped me to be a better teacher um, because I went through vocal therapy, and I learned so much more about the vocal cords and how they work, and it made me a much better singer, too. And so I kind of taught um, I taught kids how to sing, and I loved it so much. I loved being a teacher, but I knew that I, that I needed to be in Nashville. So um, that year after... I graduated, I was just actively working on moving. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how, what were you doing to actively look at it? Because I feel like when I was looking, I really wanted to move there, and I'd like look at apartments once in a while, kind of look for jobs in that area, but obviously never got super serious about it because I'm not there. So what did you do to actively pursue it? Okay, so I did something a little crazy. I planned on moving. I told everybody that I was moving before I had anything so, <laughs> well, hey, that's a way to keep yourself accountable, I guess. Yeah, and um, it's so crazy. So I applied for a bunch of jobs, didn't get any of them because I wasn't there. So, uh, um, well, first of all, I was looking at places to live, and I didn't even have roommates, but I found this rental house on Craigslist that I loved, and I called the guy, and his name's Ken, and he's the sweetest guy ever, and um, it's this older man, and his wife lives in Thailand, so he travels for three months at a time to go visit his wife, and he just happened to be um, visiting for the summer. So I, I said, this is perfect. You know, I can go, go to Nashville for the summer, see how I like it, and then maybe quit my teaching job if I end up loving it, even though I kind of went into it knowing that I would end up quitting the teaching job and staying. I had this gut feeling. Um, so anyways, I went, to, um, I went to call the guy about the house, and he said, well, you're the first one to call me, but I have a whole list of people um, that have been emailing me and they want this house, so I need to know soon if you want it. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> yeah, so um, I found some roommates on – there's a, like a Nashville Rooms for Rent page on Facebook, and I found two girls on there that were also going to be doing um, – they were also going to be there for the summer. They had summer internships, and we're like, all right, cool, we'll live together. Um, so I ended up visiting – uh, April, the early April, um, and I went to go sign the lease, and I moved in May, so it was really fast, um, and I didn't even have a job or anything lined up, but uh, I I told everybody that I had an internship at the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, and I didn't even have it yet, <laughs> but I applied, and I got it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so, you like manifested all of this stuff to happen. Oh yeah, totally, I 100%, it was all manifested, I mean it's crazy how, how the world works and how, how things just happen. You know, if you work hard and you really want it and you put it out there that you want it and you get yourself in the same vibration as whatever it is that you want, it'll come to you. 
So, so how did yeah, you get 100%. past any like fear or anxiety that first? So you were originally kind of thinking just the summer, even though you knew in the back of your head, you'd probably be staying there. But even that, how did you get past like the fear to just go <laughs> and call this guy and say, Hey, I want your house. Honestly, I don't even know. I think there was just like a fire lit under my butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I felt such a strong urge and a strong pull to be in Nashville. And I don't even know why I felt it because I didn't know what I would be doing here. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I knew I wanted to be surrounded by other musicians and other creative people, but, um, I don't know. And I was a little bit scared, like a couple of weeks before I moved, I remember sitting in my room and I actually had an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom helped me. And, um, I remember her telling me like, Gracie, you have to do this. Like you have to at least try, you know, like you've, you've gone this far, you have to at least go. And then if you don't like it, you can always come back here and live with me and dad. Yeah. There's always a place <laughs> so, to come home to. Um, that's, that was actually one of my questions is like, what were the people around you saying as you were making these plans? Yeah. So I feel, I feel so, so lucky to have, um, such an incredible family and support system. My parents are so supportive of me. They basically told me that I had to do it mm-hmm. and they were, they were sad that I was going to be leaving, but, um, they knew that it was what was best for me and that I would learn so much and grow so much. And, um, my, my sisters actually really encouraged me to move because my parents were a little bit sad, you know, like a part of them of was course, like, don't yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my older sister, Rosalind and my twin sister, Annie really encouraged me to move. They, they both were just like, well, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, that's basically what everyone said. And, and um, even my friends, they all said, you have to do it. I think they could just tell how passionate I was about it and how much I wanted it. And not only how much I wanted it, but how much I needed to do it yeah. for my soul. That's really great that you had people around you who were super supportive and that people weren't trying to be like, I don't know. I don't know that this is such a good idea. I mean, of course, I think everybody has concerns always, but but I'm glad that nobody was like discouraging you from doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean... The only people that I, I would say were a little bit, um, not discouraging, but didn't want me to go were like the people at the school that I worked at, yeah. you know, they didn't want me to, to leave because obviously, um, I loved the kids and I loved working there, but I ended up, uh, they ended up hiring one of my best friends to work there and, and take my place. So it all worked out perfectly, which right. is awesome. So once, once you were there, um, again, just thinking you might be there for the summer, what happened once you got there? Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so I moved completely alone. I didn't know a single person. Oh, that was another I question I had, yeah, was if you knew anybody in Nashville. Yeah, well, I actually I knew one person, but he and I had fallen out pretty much immediately right once I moved okay. there. Um, so... Yeah, I didn't know anybody. And um, the day that I signed my lease, I I celebrated by myself to because I was visiting alone. I celebrated and Ubered myself over to this vegan restaurant by my house. And I sat down at the window. And next thing I know, some guy walks in and sits next to me. And I start talking to him. And I was super excited and passionate. And I, I was telling him my whole life and my whole life story. And he's just kind of nodding his head and listening. And um, he ended up being my best friend. And I told him that I needed friends and I didn't know anybody. And I said, hey, um, you want to go, like, try out a vegan restaurant with me when I move here? And he said, sure. So 
we kept uh, contact info and we ended up hanging out like every weekend and uh, getting dinner together every weekend. And he would tell me about Nashville and how much it's grown and because he's lived here his entire life. Um, and it ended up being my boyfriend, Justin, Aww. and we're still <laughs> together to this day. <laughs> that's a great, that's such a good story. I feel like you don't hear very many stories where people meet like that anymore. So that's awesome. Thank you. It's crazy. And honestly, I think he was sent to me by God to yeah. help me with this move, truly, because it's just having somebody here that that supports you. And I didn't really have a support system when I moved here, but he is my support system here. Well, yeah. And what are the chances that he just happened to be in that restaurant when you were there? That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He also lives 40 minutes away from that restaurant. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he was just there. But yeah, it was it was crazy. So, um, yeah, that happened. Um, I have learned and I've grown so much since I've moved here. I started performing out a lot more. I'd go to open mic nights. The first open mic night that I ever went to, I was the last person on the list to perform. And it started at 8 p.m. and I didn't perform until 2.30 a.m. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> so much has happened. I have written so many songs with incredible songwriters. That's awesome. I've just grown so much since I've moved here. I've met amazing people, like crazy things have happened. I could tell you so many crazy stories about weird chance things that have happened. Like for example, the other night I was hanging out in a, in a castle turned recording studio with randomly some people who were on American Idol. Like That's just awesome. weird, random, <laughs> weird, random things have happened since I've moved here. But it's all ultimately leading me to to where I want to be, and I can feel that. I can just feel this intuitive feeling that I'm exactly where I want to be, and I'm so grateful for that. That is so 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 awesome that you have that feeling of like, no, I know where I I'm meant to be here. You know, you don't you're not questioning it. You know, what Thank what do you, you do for like a job? Okay, yeah. So I've had so many jobs since I moved here. Um, <laughs> first of all, I've also moved twice. So I didn't even tell you this, but the when I when I moved into my other house after the three month lease was up, mm -hmm. um, this house that I'm in currently it like flooded, so it was oh, a whole no. mess. And um, my boyfriend lives 40 minutes north of the city, so I was I was living with him and commuting into the city. And at that time, I had a job that started at 8 a.m. and it would take me an hour and a half to get there. And I worked until 8 p.m. And then after I would go to shows and or do an open mic night or songwriter around or something. So it was a lot of hard work, um, especially at first. But I didn't give up on it. I just kept going. Um, so I don't even know where to start. I've had so many jobs. Um, I worked as a promo model for a while. So it's basically just um, like selling products and stuff to people. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I worked at a front desk. Uh, an office manager, so I did that for a while. Oh my gosh, what else? I've had so many jobs. At first I had my internship at the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, which I loved. I was working in their school programs department. Uh, but when that was over, I got a job as the office manager and promo model. What else have I done? I think maybe that's it. I've also worked, so I currently work as a nanny okay. um, to, su to support myself, but I also have my own business here called Mindful Singing. And I teach singers how to sing properly without damaging their vocal cords and just bringing joy back into people's lives, especially people who have had vocal cord damages or don't know how to control their voices. I kind of teach them that and just bring the joy back into singing. So I started really building that and 
Um, that was during the time when I finally moved back into my house. Uh, that was during the time where I was working that office job at 8 a.m. And I ended up advertising like crazy. I was working so hard. I was working like 15-hour days at the time, um, including working on my business. And I would advertise on Facebook and, and like message people. And I found some voice students. So I was able to quit that job and really develop my business and, and let it grow, which was awesome and crazy. And it's crazy to me now because it's grown so much and it's my main source of income. That's awesome. How many clients do you have? Thank you. Uh, let me think. I think I have six. Okay. I have six voice students. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's, it's insane. Maybe more than that. I mean, I the, know, good news about, the good news about Nashville is there's always going to be people who are looking to improve their singing, probably. So you're probably in the right spot to kick off that business. Oh, yeah, totally. But it's definitely competitive, too. Like, everything here is so competitive. And that's also another thing that I've had to learn. Uh, because when I was in Michigan, I would go to open mic nights, and I would be the only person that would show up to sing. Mm -hmm. So it would basically be the Gracie show, the whole open mic night. And here, there are so many people where... Sometimes you get there and you don't sing until 2.30 in the morning. Right. So it's just crazy. But it's so amazing. And I, I really think that's why I wanted to move here, just to be surrounded by other like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And I also met uh, two guys that I write with regularly. Shout out Alex and Jay. And they're awesome. And they, uh, they wrote a song with me called That Spring Night. It's all about why I moved here and the night that I met my boyfriend, Justin. Uh -huh. And it's really special to me. So I've definitely grown a lot as an artist and creatively since I've moved here. And I think it was just the best thing ever for me. Did you always write songs like when you were younger and stuff? Or is this something new that you're learning to do? Well, I've been writing songs forever, like okay. since I was little. I kind of lost it when I was in college studying opera for a bit just because there was so much. And I honestly lost my love of music for a while in college and I, I had to really work to get it back. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been songwriting forever, but it's kind of a new phase of songwriting for me. Yeah. So what is your next dream? What's, ne what's next that you're, you want to aim for? Yeah, so I'm so excited. My goal is to record an EP, which is a five song album, by the end of 2020. Okay. Well, so, considering you've, like, put everything in the universe and it's happened for you, I have a lot of faith that it's going to happen for you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm currently working on it, still at the very beginning stages, finding a producer and writing the music, but it's, it's going to happen, and I'm going to make it happen, and I'm so excited about it. That's awesome. Um, you also mentioned that you're, you just became a yoga instructor. So why, what made you want to do that? Yeah, okay, so yoga is another one of my passions. It's something that I've always loved. So I mentioned that I went through that, that breakup back in, um, the breakup was actually in 2014. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I was having the worst anxiety attacks. And I needed something to kind of, to kind of ease that anxiety and also something to occupy my mind so I wouldn't constantly be thinking about the breakup. So I started practicing yoga um, in Michigan at Center for Yoga in Birmingham, and I fell in love with it. I loved it. And um, I actually signed up for yoga teacher training twice in Michigan, and both times I ended up not working out, which is crazy. Um, so when I moved to Nashville, I was looking for yoga studios, and I ended up walking into this studio called Inner Light Yoga here in Nashville, and just felt 
the best energy when I walked in, just the nicest people, the most welcoming people. And I asked them if they were going to do a teacher training and they said, oh, it's in the works. And a couple months later, I get an email from them that they're doing teacher training and I applied and I got in. And we actually just finished last weekend, which is crazy. It's been three months of, of intense yoga teacher training. And that has also helped me to grow a ton because we've learned so much about our self-limiting, self-limiting beliefs, like things that you think about yourself that aren't actually true, that are limiting you from getting to where you want to be. Yes. We've learned so much about that. And it helped me with my performing, just even practicing being a yoga instructor and standing in the room in front of all of those people has helped me with my performing. It's just crazy how the two have kind of been interwoven together. Um, so at this time, I don't think I'm going to actually teach yoga too much, but I'm going to take everything that I've learned in yoga and apply it to mindful singing. So teaching singers how to kind of take all that yoga philosophy and apply it to their singing. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool that you can do that. Thank you so much. You sound so happy. I just have to say, like, you sound like you are beaming and that you're just so happy with with what's going on. So I have to ask, like, what is the hard part about living in Nashville or about everything that you did from leaving home, leaving Michigan, all of that. What's, what's the challenging part for you? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you. I, I am very happy and I, I stay positive most days, but there are definitely hard days. Um, by far the hardest thing for me is being away from my family. I have six adorable nieces and nephews back in Michigan and I just want to hug them every single day and tell yeah. them that Aunt Gracie loves them and I can't and it kills me. And that's definitely the hardest part. And I want to be there for my parents and my siblings, and I miss them. Um, and it's also kind of hard uh, on some days when you have performances, and the only person there is your boyfriend and the bartender. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's hard, too. Just this business that I'm in is so hard. It's one of the hardest businesses to be in. Um, so it, it gets tricky some days and, you know, some days I'm exhausted. I still am working towards my dreams and I'm still working little side jobs here and there, like nannying, babysitting. Um, and so some days I work a lot and just feel exhausted at the end of the day. But ultimately, what keeps me going is my why. Yeah. So I think about why I'm here, what my goals are and what my passions are. And that's what really fuels me to keep on going because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Has and your family been able to come visit you? Not too much. Um, Annie visited me last summer and then my parents visited and brought some furniture when I first moved in. Yeah. <laughs> but no one's really visited too much. I actually go home a lot. Um, I go home for, I think every, every three months I travel home. Okay. And visit. So that's been awesome to, to be able to go and see my family, but I definitely miss them a lot. I call my mom and dad every single day, and they're the best, and they always listen to everything I have to say and help me with random things. <laughs> my dad helped me when I didn't know how to work my gas fireplace because yeah. it's my first time on my own. <laughs> so, yeah, they're the best, and I, I definitely still have their support, and I still feel their support even from miles and miles away. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so, so many people are afraid to go after a dream. You know, it might be something that they are thinking about and that they revisit quite a bit, but the fear just gets in the way. So what would you tell someone like that? Oh my gosh. I would tell them to just go for it. Um, 
fear is just a sign that you're doing something big. I think it's you gotta just face your fears. Um, there's this amazing quote by Elizabeth Gilbert, and I hope I'm not butchering it, but read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert because that book really helped me to move here. Uh, she talks about fear, and she says that uh, she and fear are getting in the car together, but she's the one driving, and fear is sitting in the passenger seat, but fear has no control over anything. Fear can't control the radio station, where she's going, or anything. Fear can just sit there and ride along, but she's in control. And I just love that because it's true. You can't let fear control anything that you do. So I would say to just go for it. You only get one life, and you might as well just chase all of your dreams and chase them in the biggest way possible. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't because you can. You can do anything that you want in this life. You just have to be willing to work hard for it. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, that this episode hasn't come out yet, but I did an episode with Jill and Kate, who are two singers. Uh, they're a singer songwriter duo, actually, that live in Nashville. Um, no way! And, yes, oh, and they, them. yes, I would love to. They they would be really great contacts for you to have. But they talked oh, cool. a lot about fear because they actually ended up kind of getting a little burned out from Nashville, and they did. Uh, they like sold their house and went on a walkabout and traveled the country for a year. <laughs> so they talked a lot about like that that was really scary um, and that they sold all their stuff and just were traveling with like a guitar and a couple articles of clothing and people told them they were crazy. But um, I think you'll really like their episode. It it would have aired by now, I think, by the time this one airs. But um, I think you'll really like oh, hearing cool. that because it's a lot about fear. Um, oh, yeah. I can't wait to listen. Yeah. What? I had another thought. Um, when, when you were talking about being being afraid, what would you tell people of like, what do they need to make that jump? Do you feel like I don't know if that question makes sense, but um, you mean like just logistics wise? Logistics wise, or like, yeah, what kind of support do they need? Like, who around them? What should people be telling them? That kind of thing. Yeah. So first of all, save your money before you go anywhere. <laughs> save up enough money for three months of living. Seriously, look up what the cost of living is and where, if you're moving somewhere, look up what the cost of living is and save up enough money for three months. For. That's a great Because that's what I did and I was fine. Yeah. Um, also, make sure that you surround yourself with people who are encouraging you and motivating you. And if there's somebody who's telling you that you can't do it or you're not good enough, get that person out of your life because they're just a negative Nancy and you don't need them. And they're just going to try and pull you down and pull you away from everything that you want. So just... Get rid of that person. I mean, don't, like, get rid of them, but, you know, <laughs> get them out of your life. <laughs> yes. And just keep working towards your goals. You know, you just need to surround yourself with with the right people. And if you don't, listen to podcasts, and like this one, listen to encouraging podcasts about other people who have chased their dreams, and, and let that fuel you and motivate you. Um, but definitely save up enough money, because that's important. You want to make sure that you're not uh, starving or living in the streets. Right. And one thing, I think we talked about this with Jill and Kate too, but one thing that I feel like is so important that is if there's something that keeps coming into your mind or that like you can't stop thinking about it, it's probably coming into your mind for a reason. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I remember being so dramatic with my mom at one point and I, I was like, if I don't move to Nashville, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so true because in a way I would have died. Right. I mean, I loved I loved my job in Michigan, but ultimately my dreams were too big for me to stay in Michigan. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you knew what you wanted to do, and yet you're right. Like a little part of your of little spark in you would have died for sure because this is what's 100%. lighting you up for sure. Um, yeah. So you mentioned in your email a song called "Matter of When." Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So basically, I was writing with one of my friends, Annalisa, which I want to mention. I've met so many amazing, amazing people since I've moved here that um, I know it's the right choice because I've been surrounded by people who inspire and motivate me. So I just wanted to say that. Shout out to, to my friends here. You know who you are. Yeah, and you came um, in not knowing anybody and meeting your boyfriend at a vegan restaurant. Now you have all these friends that you keep <laughs> dropping na- their names. So obviously. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. There's so many great people here. But um, so I, I had a co-write with my friend Annalisa. So a co-write's just where you write a song with someone. And we are trying to think about what we are going to write about. And... You know, usually it just kind of comes from inspiration for me. So we were having a casual conversation about our goals and what we want to do. And she was telling me about what she wants. And she said something like, if this happens. And I said, no, you can't think that way. You can't think if this happens. Because if you think that way, it's not going to happen. For you, it has to be so strong. Your desire for what you want has to be so strong that it can't be a matter of if something happens it has to be a matter of when something happens so I told her to change her language so don't say if something happens say when something happens and um that inspired our song so our song is called uh, matter of when and it's basically about my mindset and the way that I think um so basically that you can't go through life thinking that your dreams won't happen and you have to believe in yourself and your abilities and never give up and if you want it badly enough you'll work for it until it happens and it'll be so worth it that's awesome is that song do you plan to have that one on the ep that you want to release yes actually i think that's going to be my first single so awesome. keep an eye out that's really yeah cool. i'm excited that's really thank cool. you so much i think people who don't um maybe understand the music industry can you explain a little bit about how hard it is to like put out your music by yourself (laughs) without being signed to like a major label oh my god yeah it's so hard I mean I didn't I didn't even know until I moved to Nashville how hard it was but you basically have to first of all you have to write the songs Mm -hmm. so you have to find first of all the right people the right creative people to work with um you have to at least be able to sing or play an instrument in order to do that, which hopefully if you're trying to be an artist, you at least can sing. Um, <laughs> so you have to do that. Um, and then also just finding a producer, which in Nashville, there's so many pro- producers here, but it's about finding the right fit. So the right person to work with who understands you and understands your creative ability and who you can collaborate and work well with. And then on top of that, there is um, the financial investment. So unfortunately, it's super expensive yeah, to record. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's yeah, it's so expensive. So I'm actually going to be starting um, a, like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or some sort of fundraiser like that um, to fund to fund my album. Yeah, well, when you do, make sure you share it so we can, we can post it on here too. But yeah, oh, I just 100%. think that's, that's interesting. I talked to Melinda Doolittle from American Idol a little bit about she got a third place, so she didn't get signed to, like, the American Idol contract, which you pretty much are signed to a label and get, you know, get everything handed to you a little bit. Um, and since she was third, she didn't get all of that. And she almost feels glad, <laughs> in a way, because she was able to creatively do what she wanted to do. Um, yeah. So I think there's pros and cons to both, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I don't know too much what it's like to have a record deal, but um, I'm assuming a lot of it is, you know, uh, you can't, 
creatively express herself as much as we would like to. Right. Um, okay. What resources have you found helpful through all of this? Okay, so I listen to um, a lot of inspirational podcasts, such as this one, and I read a lot of self-help books. So lately, I've been loving Rachel Hollis's books. Okay. Um, I just finished Girl, Wash Your Face a couple months ago, and I'm, I'm currently reading Girl, Stop Apologizing. And Girl, Stop Apologizing is great because it gives you the exact tools and the exact steps to get to where you need to be. So I definitely recommend that one if you have a big dream or a big goal that you're trying to reach. And it kind of gets you in the right mindset too. Uh, a lot of the things that we've talked about, like um, not letting people bring you down and just, you know, thinking that um, it's going to happen and you can't doubt yourself and your abilities and all of that. So um, she's super inspiring. I also have been really inspired by a lot of the things that I've learned from yoga teacher training. So there's a book called the yoga sutras and it's basically like a yoga Bible almost. Um, but it's, it, it goes with all religions. So if you're, if you're Catholic, Christian, Muslim, whatever, you can read the yoga sutras. Um, but it kind of talks about yoga philosophy and, um, a lot of just like different peaceful ways of living. So I definitely recommend that. Um, and then what else? I listen to a bunch of podcasts too. Let me think because I have like a million of them. Um, if you want to be a musician, definitely I recommend the MSAI um, Coffee Break. So that's the Nashville Songwriters Association International Coffee Break podcast. They bring on a lot of um, musicians and singer-songwriters and people like that, and they talk about their goals and how they got to where they are. Uh, and I also have been loving um, just a few other podcasts that I listen to. Um, I listen to Amanda Bucci's Bucci Radio podcast. That one's really great if you're a business owner. Um, and then I also love, um, there's this girl who I found on YouTube. Her name is Isabel Palacios, and her podcast is called Taking Back Your Power. And that one's a little bit more spirituality-based, um, but she talks a lot about manifestation. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned a few artists that you listen to that inspire you also, and I think just, you know, yeah, since you are such a lover of music, I'd love to hear who those people are. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my top two are definitely Casey Musgraves and Brothers Osborne, without a doubt. I mean, they are incredible. So Casey Musgraves just, she kind of embodies all that I want to be. She is is singing her songs, and she's singing them unapologetically, and she's living her life the way that she wants to live, and she has such carefree, laid-back attitude, and she's such a total, like, 70s babe I'm just obsessed with her yeah I think then, you're the one actually when I um I like at the end of every year I like to make sure I didn't miss any albums that came out because I again love music and I think you were like you need to listen to Casey Musgraves album and I hadn't until you said it and I loved it it was so oh, good really? yes Oh, that makes me so happy. Her song, um, Happy and Sad, it's like such a simple song, but describes that feeling so perfectly. I, I don't know how she did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And she's such an incredible songwriter. Actually, I listened to her album uh, the week that I visited Nashville and signed my lease. It was the first time I ever listened to it. Yeah. And that has kind of, her album, along with Brothers Osborne's Port St. Joe, they came out at the same time. And I think the reason why they're so special to me is because they've kind of become my, like, theme songs for my move here. Yeah. Because I've listened to them at such significant moments. Um, like, Casey Musgraves' Rainbow um, is all about just, 
if you're going through hard times, remember there's always been a rainbow over your head. Yeah. And it's, it's such a simple concept, but it, it brings you so much peace. And I listened to that when I flew back to Nashville and was moving in for good after the three months. And it's been kind of my theme song. So she's, she's so special to me and she always will be. Oh, and then, have you uh, been able to meet her? No, okay. not yet. I did meet uh, Natalie Humby, though, who wrote Rainbow, but okay. I have yet to meet Casey Musgraves. Okay. I have met Brothers Osborne, and they're the nicest guys ever, and they're so sweet. I met them twice, actually, and they remembered me the second time, Aww. which was so sweet. Yeah, they're, they're also the nicest, most humble, most hardworking guys, and their music is amazing. They're like total badass rockers. And uh, they've, like, taken Southern rock and just put their own twist on it. And they've worked really hard to get to where they are. They're two guys from, uh, like, a fishing town. I think it's Beale, Maryland. Is that right? Something like that. And um, they've just taken their passions and they've just really turned it into what it is now. And it's crazy. I mean, they're definitely my two biggest inspirations for sure. That's awesome. Are are the rumors true that if you live in Nashville, you see musicians just walking around all the time? Oh my God! Yeah, actually, uh, John Osborne lives in my neighborhood. Oh which wow! Is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I see him around. It's so random, and it's it's so cool because I know I'm in the right place. You know, like my right. favorite musician literally lives in my neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I've seen a bunch of people. I actually have a whole list on my phone of like people that I've seen around. It's it's random. Like, I was in a concert the other night, not the other night, a couple weeks ago, and Miranda Lambert was behind me, oh which gosh. was crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I did see, actually, I, I didn't really meet Casey Musgraves, but I did have an encounter with her at a coffee shop, and by an encounter with her, I mean, I was in the bathroom, and I came out, and Justin was talking to her, not oh knowing who she was, <laughs> and then she left, and I was like, Justin, <laughs> did you not know who that was? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. But yeah, there's been, I mean, I've met so many amazing people. I'm that person that stays after and, like, waits around at concerts yeah. and waits by the tour bus to meet people. Yeah. I'm that creep. No, I, <laughs> I am too. At least I was when I went to concerts more often. <laughs> um, okay, so we're almost wrapping up. So before we get to the last two questions, we've kind of talked about your fun recommendations, so maybe it's just the last question. Um, do you have anything else that you want to share before we get to the final question? Oh my gosh, just if you're thinking about something and if you have this big dream, if you have something that you want to accomplish that seems impossible, and I know that you do because it's something that you're thinking about right now as I'm talking, just go for it. You have to. If it's your life goal, if it's your dream and your passion, you totally got to just go all in and go for it because life is way too short to not live out your dreams. And it's worked out for Gracie, so we have proof that <laughs> proof that it works. Um, okay, that's awesome. And then the last thing is, um, so my dad always used to tell each other, tell us to build each other up, don't tear each other down. And so I wanted every guest to give me somebody that they want to build up. I love that so much. I love it that that you include that, and it's such a great it's such a great testimony to your dad. Yeah. Um. So I want to build up my sister Annie. Um, she inspires me every day. She has taken something that she's passionate about and something that she struggled with and turned it into her own business. And she's always supported me and she always 
listens to my like four minute long voicemails that I leave her when she's busy and she always gets back to me and she's just living her best life and I'm so so proud of her for taking the leap and creating her own business and she's inspired me to do that with mindful singing and I'm just so so grateful for her um and I also want to build up my, my whole family, but also my parents, because my dad just retired, and he worked so hard his entire life, and my mom has raised six kids, I mean, really both of them have, and they've always inspired me to go for my dreams, and they always listen to me, talk their ears off on the phone, and I'm just so, so grateful for them, and I'm so grateful for their support, and I could, I could not have better parents really I think I have the best parents in the world that's so really sweet and I'm pretty sure Annie said almost the exact same thing about you when 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 she was on this podcast so it's oh. really sweet how supportive you guys are of each other oh thank you we're we're each other's best friends and yeah we always be even we'll, we'll always be even though we're in different cities we we're supporting each other from afar so yeah and who knows we might be back together one day but for now we're just kind of both living our lives and doing what makes us happy. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. Yeah, I guess that's another question I have is, do you see yourself staying in Nashville for a long, long term? You know what? I tried to plan out my whole life when I was 19 <laughs> and wanted to get married. And I feel like I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So I, no, I, get so many things, I have so many things that I want to do in life. I have, I have a whole list of goals that I hope to reach um, in my life. And... You know, I guess who knows? I see myself in Nashville, I think, for at least another few years. Yeah. But who knows after that? I mean, I definitely want to live in a tour bus at some point in life. I want to go on tour and live on a bus. So, you know, at that point, I won't be living in Nashville. Or maybe I'll have a house here. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I hope that Annie and I will sing together again one day. But even if we don't and we go our own separate ways, that's totally cool, too. So um, I'm kind of just letting go of, of the grip that I have on life and just letting it flow letting it go where it needs to go and you know where fate will bring me and where where life is meant to go because if you try too hard to plan out everything it's you're going to be disappointed so you might as well just go with the flow and let things happen the way that they're meant to and yeah I guess that's all I got to say about that I know that was a super long answer (laughs) no I think that's really important to have a balance right between going after your dreams and kind of setting setting some goals of when you want to accomplish things, but also knowing that sometimes life will take you a different direction than you thought it was going to take you. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that's happened to me so many times, even since I've moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to be open to whatever, whatever God's plan is for you. So, yeah. and I, I definitely am. Well, I have two podcast recommendations for you, Gracie, that I'll just share in case anybody else wants them. Cool. Um, that I think you'd like one is girls just pod to have fun. And that's the one that Jill and Kate have. Um, and it is basically about what happens when life doesn't go the way you planned it. So they interview, they interview people about that. They talk about it quite a bit. Um, they interviewed Hunter Hayes. That was a really good episode. Um, so they just have some really good insight to share. And then the second one is, and the writer is, and it's, they interview songwriters on kind of like how they started in that business and what songs they've written and some of their hits. And it's people who've written like big songs that people know, like Selena Gomez songs and Justin Bieber songs and things like that. Cool. So, no so way. I think so you'd awesome. really like that. Yeah. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for those recommendations. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check those out. Okay. And then you already gave us a, a few recommendations, but I also asked people to give us something fun, but you already did that. But do you have anything else that you wanted to share? You know what? I actually just thought of another one, and it's a book that we read in Young Teacher Training, two books actually that I want to recommend. One is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I think is his name. The Four Agreements. Um, and it's basically just very simplified ways of living your life to the fullest. And it's super simple, but it, it brings you so much peace. So I definitely recommend that one. And another book that we read was called, shoot, what was it called? Something about core desired feelings. I'll have to get back to you on that because okay. I can't remember. Oh, The Desire Map. That's what it's called. The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. Okay. The Desire Map. We also read that in yoga teacher training. And um, those are actually two really good ones to read if you're if you're on this path to chasing a crazy dream. I definitely recommend those two as well. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you. You, <laughs> gave, us, you gave us a lot of recommendations. So thank you. Um, thank you. We're getting close to wrapping up, so um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we end things? No, I think that's it. Just, okay. you know, I mean, also, this is a little bit odd to say to random people, but I'm always here for you. If you need someone to talk to, you can totally message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm glad you, you said that because I was more. going to say, ask if you had a social media that you wanted to share. So what is your name on, what is your Instagram name? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I have, um, I actually have two Instagrams that I want to talk about. One is my regular one. It's just Gracie Calvanasso, G-R-A-C-I-E-C-A-L-V-A-N-E-S-O. That's just my regular Instagram. And then I also have one for vegan recipes. If you're interested in eating more plant-based, it's just Gracie C. Vegan. So G-R-A-C-I-E-C-V-E-G-A-N. And then I also have a music page on Facebook, and it's just my name, Gracie Calvanasso. Great. Okay, we'll share all those too. So yeah, for those listening, if you have questions for Gracie or want to reach out to her, feel free to do that. You can also reach out to me on the Shine a Light Podcast Instagram or Facebook page and I'll get them to Gracie. But I think I think this is a really good episode, Gracie. Some of what we talk about is often really heavy and I wanted to shine a light not just on the, the struggles, but also examples of people who have chased their dream and, and gotten over fear. So I, I'm really glad you came to share your story with everybody. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. And totally, like, if you're listening to this, don't be afraid to reach out to me because I it brings me so much joy to help other people. And I would love to hear about your dreams and what you're working towards. So totally message me if you feel like you need someone to talk to you about this feel free to message me. I would love to talk to you about it. Yeah, that's actually something we should ask everybody who listened to this episode is to think about what their goal or their dream is and leave it in a comment. I would love to hear what other people have kind of in their in their dream. Actually, as I'm talking to you, I noticed that um, I have this little live your potential postcard that I'd filled out in December about what my goals were for the next year. And one of them was to start my podcast. So, no um, way, and you're yes. doing it. And buy a house. Hey, I can check that one off too. I did that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> look at you, Megan. You're killing it. <laughs> so I do I think it. it's super important to set set those goals. And again, not put too much pressure on yourself, but just to just to set some goals that are, that are lingering inside of you. I think it's important to do that. So. 100%. A hundred percent. And and Rachel Hollis's book, she she gives you a roadmap in her new book, book Girls Stop Apologizing. She kind of gives you a roadmap on how to reach those goals. So I definitely recommend that. Yeah. I know I already recommended that, but you know, if you yeah. need more in detail stuff. <laughs> yes, for sure. 
All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And this was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.